Hello and a very warm welcome to the State of Our Nation, a podcast by Access Social Care. I'm your host, Carrie Gersteimer, and today we're going to be talking to experts, leaders and change makers. We will all need social care at some point in our lives and at Access Social Care, our aim is to ensure that people get the support they have a right to. So listen along to find out more about the state of our nation as we discuss the challenges facing millions of people in need of social care across the country. This is episode eight and we're going to, in our penultimate episode, look at our chatbot product. So it's really timely. We're celebrating winning the digital innovation category of the Business Charity Awards. We came to make a chatbot at Access Social Care when actually we were still part of Mencap. So before we span out um, and listeners who um, have been keen listeners to this podcast will remember that Access Social Care span out of Mencap, the Royal Mencap Society back in 2020. We recognized at Mencap that demand for advice about social care was rising exponentially and has continued to rise year on year. The problem is that there's a shortage of community care lawyers who are able to give specialist advice. So in the face of that demand, we wondered whether technology could help us to reach more people. And we started dabbling with the idea of a chatbot back in 2018. And we had a corporate relationship back then with IBM and IBM kindly helped us to develop a prototype for what is now the Access Social Care chatbot. Back in 2020, um, Mencap and Access Social Care won the Nesta Prize for that prototype. And since then, we've been really fortunate to have benefited from funding from a range of different funders um, to get the chatbot to where we are now. We're really fortunate to benefit from funding from Disrupt Foundation. And in the last few months, we've started to create a tech team. So I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Miriam, Finn and Alan from our tech team at Access Social Care. Alan is our Chief Technology Officer, Finn is our Product Manager and Miriam is our Head of Digital Content. We're also joined by Victoria, Managing Director at Springbok AI and our long-term digital partner on the Chatbot Project. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Kerry. Great to be here. Thanks, Kerry. Okay, so Alan, let's kick off with some questions. Can you tell us how the chatbot works? Yeah, sure. Um, most people have probably already used chatbots for online banking or for trying to get answers out of their uh, wayward utility providers. Um, simple premise is that you type a question in or select from a range of answers and you get a tailored answer back. Um, they're easy to use for most people. It can save a lot of time potentially when dealing with complex issues, uh, you know, you don't have to wait in a queue to speak to someone. And when you're getting bounced around from one person to the next, in addition to answering your social care needs, our chatbot um, can help you prepare a personalized letter that you can send to your local authority to, to help you get the social care you need. It's just worth noting at the moment that there has been a huge leap forward in the quality of chatbots. Um, in, in recent months as more complex systems are developed to support these automated information providers. 
Um, there are two types of chatbot really currently. Generative ones like ChatGPT, which you may have seen in the news, which use um, things called large language models, which are a type of artificial intelligence algorithm. But in short, they produce human-like responses to questions really quite authoritatively. Um, you know, they sound like real human answers. Um, and secondly, there are non-generative ones that use decision tree models um, and pre-written responses to develop a conversation flow and answer questions. At Access, we use uh, the non-generative type. We write our own legally qualified answers to social care issues. Thanks for explaining that, and Alan. And, and can you explain to me why Access Social Care have chosen that route when chatbots that use generative AI like ChatGPT are in the limelight currently? Sure. And um, when providing answers on complex social issues, we decided to take this approach um, as it you know, really significantly reduces that risk of giving the wrong guidance. Uh, you've probably seen some of the examples where generative chatbots like ChatGPT have clearly got, uh, given incorrect answers to pretty simple or basic questions. Um, by preparing the answers in advance, we can significantly mitigate that likelihood of giving incorrect social care guidance. Um, Which obviously, so, when you're um, developing a legal information chatbot, it's pretty important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, with ChatGPT4, uh, you know, some of the other red flags uh, with the generative approach are, are less problematic now, um, but it's still very early days in real world use of, um, in terms of legal guidance. That's a great introduction. Thanks, Alan. Miriam, over to you. Can you tell us what makes the Access Social Care chatbot special? Sure. Um, so firstly, I'd say that as much of our work as an organisation is to raise awareness of rights and support people to enforce their rights. And then through that process, gather the intelligence that will allow us to change how things work um, in a meaningful way. So what I think is special about the chatbot is that it really does combine all of that work. So a user should come away from their session with a greater understanding of what the law says about social care. Um, to feel, feel more confident about saying when something isn't right. So it combines that awareness raising and supporting people to learn about the system and actually providing them with the tools um, that they need to, um, to enforce their rights and, and make a change in the, their own lives. So the, the letters that Alan referred to earlier. Um, so I hope that in addition, what we'll learn from usage is also going to make a big contribution to our system change work. And the, then the second point is that like we're really coming from a place where our organisation is staffed by people who've had a long history of, of supporting people to make change um, in their lives through using the law. Um, so we really do know what works um, and our caseworkers interventions have a really, really high success rate. Um, so as an online tool, it's designed to try to bring those successful interventions to a much, much wider audience that we really wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Um, so yet we know what works and we really want to make sure that people can benefit from that experience. Um, and then finally, um, what's been really special for me 
is that we've worked alongside people who need social care themselves, their families and third party organisations, and also um, alongside people from different communities to get a strong picture of what different groups need um, and what their responses to the chatbot are. So I hope that with the work that we do, we're close enough to people's experiences as, as a charity to get the tone and offer right so that we can support more people as an organisation through this tool. Um, and we're excited about the opportunity to do more of this as we test our model with different organisations, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, so really, I think it's about having a tried and tested model that we know can change people's lives, being made available to more people free at the point of use. There's a lot there. Thanks, Miriam. I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? And I think certainly if I speak to my parents, there's a reticence around um, using chatbots that's perhaps not there for younger generations. And it's definitely when we're going into communities, we're seeing that there's a real generational difference around willingness mm. to engage with technology and different communities have different needs when it comes to using the technology. But that development in partnerships been really core to to the product from from Absolutely. the inception hasn't it and and there's some really beautiful stories around how those letters have helped people secure social care packages that have been really transformational to their lives so um it definitely keeps you going and getting out of bed in the morning doesn't it that's right yeah so Finn and Victoria, I'm going to come to you. I'm really curious to hear more about what the journey has been like so far, um, and in particular, any challenges and how you've overcome them. Victoria, I'm going to come to you first. Um, you've been our digital partner for about three years now, um, and have been on quite a journey with us. So um, over to you. Thank you, Carrie. And I think the, the very first thing I'll say um, is that it's been an absolute pleasure to work with the entire team at Ask throughout the journey. Um, you know, you guys have been such such stellar and, and, and thoughtful partners, which had made made the whole process um, very fun and had made our um, job as part of that uh, quite easy as well. And I'll get into kind of the challenge side of it in a minute. Um, but yeah, so uh, Carrie, you gave a great outline at the beginning when you when you opened um, you know, our session today um, around how you initially had a, an IBM, um, a chatbot that IBM had built for you. And I think the very beginning of our engagement was when uh, we were asked to come and make an assessment of whether the technology that you had was, you know, adequate for where you wanted to go. Um, and it was really through that through that assessment that we um, figured out that actually there was a slightly different technical approach that was needed in terms of, you know, your longer longer term vision and also to make sure that. Um, what the chatbot can deliver, which is so important, and you know, to your point, Miriam, um, is really closely aligned with what your users need. Um, so the initial stages were a lot about discovery and really understanding and listening um, to your guys' needs and, and working very closely with you uh, to make sure that what we what we scope and what we build, um, you know, enables and unlocks that. Um, and um, really happy to say that you know it's led to a really extended collaboration and close partnership between. Um, our, you know, technical team, our UX experts, and and your team, uh, to design an experience that your 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 users genuinely need. Um, funnily enough, at the time, 
um, what we found that was that a, a pure AI, AI approach would actually be um, inadequate for what you guys were looking for. You know, we at Springboard we are an AI company, but um, we looked at this in a very from a very neutral perspective and thought about what is what is it that you actually need to achieve the objectives. And it's not that you know that pure AI approach, but rather um, quite a hybrid, a, a custom solution. So further to your point earlier, Alan, about the different kinds of chatbots. Um, we've enabled Ask to really deliver the most optimal um, combination of, of uh, or the most optimal outcomes um, through a combination of deterministic flows and then branching AI-based flows. Not to get too much into the jargon, but basically, you know, some of it is is learning as as um, from from user feedback, and some of it um, is you know really set to make sure that we know uh, what's going to be said and that you have full control of of the message, which again, you know, in a legal information context is super important. Um, and there's still a lot of potential for the system to be unlocked um, when the chatbot gains more traffic and there's more data that it can be trained on, et cetera, which we're really um, excited about. Um, and of course, there are also options for expanding it with with ChatGPT, which we can go into later. But um, you know, it's really important that it's all um, aligned with your objectives, of course, and um, with what the users uh, need for that to be effective. And I would say that from a from a challenge point of view, you asked about you know what were sort of what were the greatest challenges. Um, it was really it was really to make sure that we're developing something that's that's reliable um, and effective from a legal perspective and from an outcomes and an impact perspective, but also and you know really being a must that it's easily usable for a person with social care needs, um, someone who's also not technically savvy. Like that was you know really really important that we got that right and working with Miriam directly um, at you know from at the early stages and then um, all the rest of the team. Um, has been really instrumental in helping us and helping us get there um and yeah the the close involvement of the case lawyers on your side um and making sure that really it's tested extensively as well um i think uh, i would i would love to see our other clients take a leaf out of your guys's book there um as well Thank you, Victoria. That's a really helpful introduction. And um, I know that we very much enjoyed working with Springbok AI too. So um, the feeling is mutual. Finn, um, over to you. You're relatively new to the team, um, <laughs> but you've been absolutely revolutionary to the way that we've been working within Access Social Care. So it'd be great to hear your take on it. Yeah, thanks, Carrie. So uh, as you say, you know, I'm relatively new, joined Access uh, in January. So there'd been such a huge amount of excellent work that had been done by Access uh, and Springbok. Um, but if I look back at the time from now to, to when I started, I think there was, there was kind of two main challenges or elements that, that we worked on that kind of uh, stand out in my mind. And probably one of those is pivoting to a, a SaaS model. So a software as a service model, the uh, original version of the chatbot was essentially developed to, to work on the Access Social Care website. But obviously the long-term ambition was to make the chatbot available to as many organizations and as many individuals uh, as possible. And in order to kind of meet those ambitions, that meant that the product had to pivot to, to this software as a service model, which is technically you know, a huge shift for the organization and, and for us as a team. Uh, that are working on the, the chatbot. And that kind of resulted in a significant scope of work that, that we needed to do to be able to deliver that so that as an organization, we could distribute the chatbot to many, many organizations, you know, with, with kind of um, 
quickness and and with ease and and stability. Um, and thankfully, we're we're now in a position where we have that uh, stable SaaS model, and we're working with a number of great pilot partners that are really benefiting from that kind of distribution model that we that we've implemented. Uh, and I think secondly is probably closer to home is changing the way that we work as a team, which is is you know being a new member and 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 getting to grips with with what it is that we needed to do. We kind of quickly came to the realization that you know, as an organization, we needed to adapt to our approach and our team um, to ensure that, that, you know, we were on the right line to develop the chatbot. And that's essentially resulted in us as a team expanding. And that's why I'm here. And that's why Alan uh, has joined the team. And I think one of the biggest things that we've probably implemented is to be more product orientated. So, you know, an example of that is a team we're, we're implementing agile working, which is, um, you know, a bit of a trend trend um, around software development. But, you know, the, the general concept is that as a team, we're working in kind of shorter, more focused bursts, um, which are called sprints. Uh, and that enables us to release kind of updates more frequently. And, you know, obviously the benefit of that, that approach is that we're able to release new features and functionality. Uh, to our pilot partners in the chatbot as as quickly as possible, uh, but it also means that we get that immediate feedback. You know, we're not working for months and months on a feature uh, to release it to to find that actually it hasn't worked. We're, we're able to 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 release something very quickly and, and get some some good feedback on that. Um, and I think, and I hope all my colleagues would would uh, say the same thing. But you know, the the, the new approach has been really positive. Um, but it's a learning experience. You know, we're constantly, constantly learning. The, the more that we do, the, the more we're, we're learning, but very pleased with how it's going so far. Excellent. Thanks for bringing us um, up to date, more or less there, Finn. Um, can you tell me, Alan, where we are now with the project? What are we about to do? Well, earlier this month, uh, as you know, we mentioned earlier uh, that we won the best digital innovation at the Third Sector Business Charity Awards. Um, in partnership with Victoria's company, Springbok AI. And together, um, you know, we've developed that software as a service platform so that we can deliver our chatbot to other organizations' websites. Uh, the chatbot can sit on any website and be tailored to look like it's part of that website. Um, you know, people can add um, their logos, different font types, text, background colors, et cetera. But the core advice remains the same. And, and the data is stored on our Azure uh, cloud-based systems. Uh, it's been designed to be simple to integrate and with minimal effort on behalf of a charity or a local organization's web, web team. Um, and we've just begun our 12-month pilot program with one high-volume website and three smaller organizations. And we've got two more uh, that are joining us soon. So we're, we're really excited to be working with the National Autistic Society with the Asian People's Disability Alliance, with Ealing Mencap and with Croydon BME Forum. So a nice range of organisations there. And obviously we'll be learning a lot from that pilot um, as, as it develops. We're um, working in a way, aren't we, where we're learning from users, both in that quantitative um, setting and in a qualitative setting. So we've been, we, we don't think that the chatbot 
is ready to replace humans. We think it's really important that there's um, there's human support. So we've been working in partnership with people in the community, helping them to promote use of the chatbot and perhaps use it with people who are more digitally excluded. Um, but before we um, look at that, can you tell us a bit more about the pilot program, Finn? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, you know, with any kind of new product, uh, what we want to do is we want to kind of release that product and test it, uh, how it's being used in the real world, but obviously in a, in a controlled way. And essentially, this is why we've launched the, the chatbot pilot program, so that we could work with like-minded organisations who could hugely benefit from using the chatbot, uh, but also provide us as an organisation the opportunity to work with that organisation to, to understand um, how it's being used in, in the real world. Um, you know, as this is a pilot program, we are limiting the number of organizations we work with um, so that we can really can kind of control and, and manage the process. And as you've uh, both mentioned, we're currently working with six organizations, but very much looking forward to, to welcoming others in the future. So I've mentioned who's currently involved. I think it's it's worth saying that we are recruiting new partners. And I didn't know if you wanted to say a little bit about that, Finn. Yeah, so... Um, we're, we're looking to bring on board more organizations that, that want to be part of the, the pilot program. I think it's a, it's a really exciting time to be involved and a great opportunity to, to work together to shape the future of our chatbot product. Uh, so if anyone is listening and, and wanting to know a bit more about the program, um, then we have a page specifically set up on our website, uh, which you can find at accesscharity.org.uk forward slash chatbot. Or obviously feel free to contact me directly. I'm more than happy to have a conversation about the programme and what it means to, to be part of it. And potentially I could just touch quickly on, you know, what, what are the benefits of being part of this pilot programme? Um, and I think obviously as an organisation, you know, you're going to have early access to that product alongside that the, the other pilot organisations. Um, and that, you know, technically means that you'll have the chatbot on your own website. And as Alan mentioned earlier, you have the ability to completely customize the look and feel of the chatbot to, to match your own organization's branding. And that provides our clients and, and website users with a powerful tool to help improve social care outcomes. We've got early access to, to new features and functionality. So an, an organization gets to see those very, very quickly after they're finished and obviously have the ability to provide direct feedback on what they think of those features and functionality, which is a quite a kind of unique uh, uh, relationship. And you know, more broadly, it's the opportunity to to help shape the future of the, the chatbot product. You know, it's it's very much a, a collaboration, and we work really closely with our pilot partners uh, in the form of workshops, focus groups, user testing. You know, we really do try to do as much as we possibly can to, to learn from that, from those organizations um, and their stakeholders. Uh, and then I think lastly is that each pilot partner has access to analytics. You know, what, what are users doing when they go onto the chatbot for, for that particular pilot? You know, they get to find out uh, lots of information, which will obviously help shape, you know, their service delivery and you know, it may be even be used to support funding applications. So yes, if anyone is interested, please do do get in touch. 
Brilliant. So we're right at the start of this journey with the development of the chatbot. Um, we've got content on accessing social care and we're slowly building out the content. So this year we're really focusing on adding more carers content and more content around charging and continuing healthcare. We're looking at building out our culturally appropriate content to make sure that it really does work for um, communities who have experience of disadvantage, including racialized communities. Um, and we're looking at end of life, but obviously the, the partners that we choose to work with are likely to, to influence the future content of that chatbot. We're interested in welfare benefits. We're interested in, um, in immigration as well and mental health. So um, if you're listening and you are interested, please do drop us a line and we'd be really happy to explain how that pilot project works. So let's pull us back a little bit more then to the technology. Um, Alan, I'm, I'm really um, like to explain with you how we're using AI tools on the chatbot at the moment to make sure that um, the, the product is working for users. Yeah, I mean, AI is, is currently used in the letter template building section we, we mentioned earlier, and also in some free text questions during that uh, that journey as you go through the chatbot. We use Raza as a, an open source approach that gives us more flexibility in the development paths um, and platforms that we can use in the future. And we see really this is the first stage of our journey, so we plan to improve uh, the use of AI throughout chatbot experience to to really shorten the time it takes for people to reach uh, a useful outcome. So by beginning to potentially train the system further, um, it will make us less dependent on a decision tree type conversation flow. So creating a more natural conversation for for users and their social care um, you know needs and and understanding. Um, and giving us the potential to use um, things like ChatGPT, perhaps, to help us accelerate that training process. But, you know, in terms of the more um, blue sky potential here, Victoria, do, do you want to come in? Thanks, Alan. Yeah, so I, I think there's really two ways that Ask can, can improve the, the chatbot. And, you know, if we're painting a, a vision for the future here, one of them is through actual expansion of, of capabilities. Um, and of features and really like improving the the experience of the chatbot itself. And the other one um, is around how the platform is built could impact the business model and where that could take um, not just ask, but really the impact that, um, you know, the technology and the solution could have um, on many more aspects of, of society and, you know, um, really helping uh, benefit people's lives. So the first and, and very easy, not easy, but straightforward place to start um, is really to unlock more capabilities with increased chatbot traffic and um, involving more training data, right? The more that we learn about how the users are using it and what the users need, the more we can really determine what the features are that will make an impact and how to take that forward. And I think it will continue to be, um, I think when, one of you said earlier, you know, the, the qualitative plus quantitative approach, I think it was maybe you, Miriam, um, you know, around um, analyzing both how people are using the chatbot, but also continuing that conversation of of what they need. Um, and then in terms of the the, the technology, um, uh, Access Social Care is now, and I think this is so exciting, you know, you guys are now equipped to produce chatbots for the very general task of delivering both legal information and also collecting uh, information from the user that then creates these expertly crafted legal legal letters that are very specific to that to that user and their situation. 
um, which is an incredible tool and you know not just uh, relevant for purely the the social care side of things um, and so the system can now be uh, expanded beyond social care to areas like housing advice or um, autism or you know many many other areas um, and of course you know they can be then augmented with um, generative AI applications like um, creating a, a turning it more into a conversational style um, interaction and engagement with with the user um, that's something that we can that we can look at when you know when they're not in the process of filling out the form but you know at the beginning or at the end um, or if they have um, anything that sort of needs to ease them into that conversation to just make it a little bit more um, you know even even a little bit more human um, and bring that, that that softer side into it the other thing that I I feel is really cool just overall as a potential um, that ChatGPT brings um, that we've never seen at that scale before is actually to make legalese really comprehensive and easy to understand for a non-lawyer, right? Um, and so being able to frame and phrase and rephrase um, something, uh, a, a, a text, some content to someone um, is going to be um, really helpful to let different audiences understand this. Um, the other thing that it enables as well as language, we, you know, we can break down language barriers much faster. Um, so um, I'm really excited for the potential of this to re reach a much wider audience and, you know, maybe even at some point uh, for this to be a, a tool that um, access, care, access social care can think about um, licensing to other to other countries to create, you know, an even wider impact and, and ripple effect and for the barriers of that to be to be much lower. Um, and of course, you know, for other companies to create um, to create content. So if Ask is, um, you know, providing the, the platform and, and housing the models, um, a company like Shelter could just be creating their own modules and um, Ask has lots of opportunities to commercialize that. I'm sure you've thought about this a lot more uh, on your side um, than we have. But um, I, yeah, I really see that the the technology has such a potential to create a huge impact across a lot of domains and there's you know a lot of there's of course you know features and things that we can develop and modules we can we can build out together um but the fact that we've built it in a in a way that's like robust and, and enables scalability um and that helps make a lot more people's lives better um i think is really really cool fantastic thanks victoria so i'm just going to come over to the access social care team for a moment and just ask what's the hope for the future with the chatbot, um, Alan, I think you 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 wanted to come in. Yeah, and I'd want to look at ways of um, including more intelligent use of AI, as as Victoria was just discussing. You know, to make the chatbot easier to use for people seeking guidance. Um, we'll be working on getting better adapting to each of the pilot partners' needs through feedback workshops and data uh, data analysis. Um, and it's it's possible we could use the same platform, work on other social channels like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger that would reduce barriers to reaching those um, in need in underserved communities. And we'll be looking to expand the chatbot's reach, both in terms of the, the total number of users across the UK and in uh, its width, I suppose, in, in reaching underserved communities. Um, the data will greatly help evidence the need for change in social care and significantly add to our systems change work access in, in evidencing in that evidence. And we'll be focusing on improving accessibility and collaboration with 
experts in the field, for example, adding a variety of language choices or enabling best, a better experience for screen readers. And lastly, in, I suppose in the near future, um, we hope our pilot partners will be upskilled in terms of their knowledge of the law surrounding social care. And this in turn will change the landscape in the UK. Brilliant. Thank you. So that, that kind of leads us nicely to the question that I always ask at the end of these State of the Nation podcasts. Um, and that is to improve the state of our nation, what one thing would be the biggest game changer when it comes to social care? Miriam, I know that you're going to have um, strong thoughts on this. So I'm going to come mm. to you first. So for me, I'm going to say it's really about creating a political movement um, to properly fund social care and hold decision makers to account. Um, and that would require raised awareness of people's rights and the injustice that people face when they don't get the care and support that they're actually entitled to. Um, so that would be a real game changer, I think. So too often in our work, we speak to people whose lives are really dominated by this issue but even then they don't always know that the decisions that have been made um, about their care have a legal framework that they can use to make things better in their lives. So I hope that what we're doing, along with obviously others working in the field, will contribute to that awareness raising um, in a meaningful way. Thank you, Miriam. Really powerful voice there. And um, let's hope that that political movement um, is starting to rise in time for the general election. I think it would be so such a shame if social care weren't up there as one of the key issues as we go into the general election next year. Alan, over to you. Um, any one thing that you think could be a real game changer for social care? An easy one would be that the chatbot would be licensed to thousands of other organisations um, so that people with social care needs and their loved ones know their rights to social care. Um, and are able to exercise them. Um, but we all know it's not that easy to get thousands. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, everybody. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear more about the Access Social Care chatbot. Um, just a, a final note then, I would encourage our listeners to listen in for our last episode of the series next month, where we'll be looking at data from our project, which looks at data from helplines from across the country, across the whole of, of England, looking at um, what the data tells us about the state of our nation when it comes to social care. So please do join in for that last episode. Um, and until then, um, thank you everybody for listening. Mm -hmm.